0: Hambone 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 Okay Hambone breaks over back to the bedroom <laughs> Hambone
1: Hambone, Ham-bone. Ham-bone.
0: Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 7, The Late
1: Philip J. Fry. So I have a thing I, I, I question I want to it to you, fr- Friend okay hit me with that friendo <laughs> all right pal uh <laughs> if you were to create some kind of i don't know forward only time travel machine what control scheme would you give it how do you mean so in the episode we're about to discuss there is a an old style like ship uh accelerator okay panel i don't know how to describe that a ship accelerator lever, panel a lever okay and it goes in a circular pattern and has half speed and full speed and whatever. How, would that be your choice and why?
0: Uh that would not be my choice because I've seen what happens mm-hmm. and this was a cautionary tale.
1: I agree this is a cautionary tale that we're about to discuss, but what would you what would what what would you propose?
0: Piano keys. Now, there's a reason Go for on. this. <laughs> because there was a an. Animated short by Dr. Seuss called. Oh man, what was it called? Um, I have
1: no idea. I am. W- I, ben, go- please <laughs> Google that. I want to watch this. That's something to do with piano keys and time travel? It is called
0: Pontoffel Pock, Where Are You? It was made in <laughs> 1980. Okay. It's about this fellow who gets a job at a pickle factory. Sure. And then. Uh, he screws up the pickle factory uh, because he he has two jobs. One is to pull on a device called the pull 'em and sure. then push on something called the pushum. Did he push on the pullum and pull on the pushum? He does. Oh. He absolutely does that. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> um, but then after getting after getting fired from the pickle factory, he wishes to get away from it all. And then uh, some, like, sprite uh, something shows up with a flying piano where he can play the piano. And then it takes him all over the world. And uh, when I was a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing for some reason. (laughs) And so I want my forward time travel device to be a piano that I sit at. And then it takes me forward in time. Just like Pontoffel He, I mean, he gets into some trouble. I There's some trouble in that. In that. Uh, but
1: in that Dr. Seuss kind of way.
0: The, uh-huh. it's, it's some Seussian sort of trouble. I bet you didn't think I was going to be answering with pickle factories and flying pianos, did you?
1: No. And at one point, I was like, <laughs> okay, this is a good short about a pickle factory. Not sure where the piano is going to come in, but I'm sure it will.
0: But see, so here's the thing. I think about Pontoffelpok, Where Are You? a lot because. This was at the end of our home-recorded version of Lady and the Tramp. Like, we recorded it off of, like, the Disney Channel or something during one of... You remember when, like, you used to get the, like, here's two free weeks of the Disney Channel. Sure, And it's not scrambled for once. Right. So, we recorded Lady and the Tramp, and then there was this, like, bit on the end where to fill time, they played Pontoffel Pock. Where Are You? Sure, yeah. But I didn't know what it was called. It was just this random thing at the end of the VHS... Of Lady and the Tramp. Of these... Uh, Dr. Seuss looking characters that uh, fly around on a magic piano and work at pickle factories. And for years, I didn't even know what this was. And I thought maybe it was some shared fever dream between my siblings and myself (laughs) because I had never met another person who I'm like, you know, that that thing, that animated thing about like the guy with the flying piano and he works at a pickle factory and people are like, Ben,
1: are you okay? Please sit down. I have this blanket to wrap around you.
0: And so it's only been in the last, I don't know, year or so. I tweeted about it once and (laughs) suddenly everybody was like, oh my God, I remember that. (laughs) But so I think about Pontoffel where are you? A lot because of that, because it was this weird, like I didn't, I was basically gaslighting myself as to whether or not this was a thing that actually existed because before, you know, everything was just on the internet and everything was on YouTube, I didn't even know what to look for. <laughs> so all that to say, my forward time-traveling time machine would be a flying piano. You know... End I- of story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where the story ends. No, I am uh, I am pleased about the... Uh... I, I am somewhat pleased because I would have probably said, you know, like Back to the Future where you punch it in on a keypad. Uh-huh. And there weren't many problems with that. Uh huh. Um, but yours was, your story was pretty fantastic. There was a song about pulling on the pull
0: em and pushing on the push-em and then the pickles go into the jar. Now, if you have seen Pontoffel Pock, oh, where uh, are you? Which I have not. <laughs> that song is now in your head for which I apologize <laughs> because it's now in my head i did this to me
1: and here it is in the episode
0: (laughs) anyways uh you can you can find it on youtube just look it up pontoffel where are you it's spelled basically like you'd expect it to be (laughs) oh sure um when it destroys your life as it has destroyed (laughs) mine I accept no responsibility. Well,
1: it's only destroyed your life because of the gaslighting stuff, which the other people probably, the listeners won't have that same issue.
0: Except then they're going to be like, hey, have you ever heard of this Dr. Seuss thing? And everyone's going to be like, back to the Futurama listener. Are you okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, they said it on the podcast. They say a lot of things that are not true on the podcast.
0: They believe they're haunted by a ghost named Jeremy and... (laughs) think that they're funny so (laughs) you know they say a lot of things that just is not true Um,
1: i'm surprised nobody is like come in the middle of our recording and wrapped like blankets around us and saying are you okay
0: look my girlfriend knows about this podcast Uh she's fine with it for some reason yeah so
1: and and my wife has kind of washed her hands of of us at this point the smart thing to do <laughs> yeah she's like i'm not gonna throw good money after bad speaking of this episode has a special uh me- message from my wife at the end for grades because she's like i need you to give put my grade out there as well okay. is, if you are used to the scale of grades that we usually do <laughs> like a plus to f you know uh, that's not the scale she wanted to use, okay,
0: well, I look forward to that, which means we should probably stop talking about pulling on the pullum and pushing on the push and the pickles go into the jar, and we should probably talk about Futurama for a bit uh, you know i mean i can I can recount the <laughs> the tale of Pontoffel Pock if you are really interested
1: <laughs> back to Pontofffel Pock,
0: yep, that's gonna be my next <laughs> podcast
1: multiple shows in a row we're talking about it's just gonna be podcast.
0: it's just gonna be look i haven't i have not uh so we're rec- behind the curtain a bit but we're recording this one literally right after we did the last one so this is the first day in like almost a month that we've recorded and so I, <laughs> meanwhile my whole brain is just like no you can just turn anything into a podcast <laughs> and how clearly is it's doing that how is
1: that different than usual uh,
0: usually I can tell my brain to shut up and instead I'm like, no, I could totally do a podcast about <laughs> Pontoffel Pock. Where are you? Let's, now, let's analyze a song about putting pickles into the jar. Well, here's
1: what I think you should do. Similar to your your any album you like, which, by the way, go listen to it. It's very good. Thank you. Um, You could bring somebody new that hasn't seen that. Make them watch it and then talk about it in the r- immediate aftermath.
0: Okay, let me know if you want to wa- uh, listen to this Pontafel Pock podcast.
1: Because I will say, I have not seen whatever you're describing, and I want to, but if there's going to be a podcast for it, I want to be on that. And
0: yeah, let me know if you want a guest on, on this new podcast about Pontafel Pock. Mm-hmm. Where are you?
1: And trust me, I will talk about Weird Al on it. <laughs>
0: so uh, let's talk about The Late Philip J. Fry, Season 6, Episode 7 of Futurama.
1: It starts at the Robot Arms Apartments, where Fry is asleep.
0: And Bender and a lady bot kind of come in and they're like tiptoeing around and giggling and
1: uh-huh. sh- my roommate's asleep. And then uh, he just goes into Fry's room and is like, hey, Fry, wake up. Because Bender wants as many people as possible to know about what he's going to do with this lady bot, this fembot. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I get it. It's been a while. And like
0: you want everybody to know that you're, you know, uh, back, that, back in the saddle again, so to speak. <laughs> that ham bone. And, um, you know, you want, you you don't want everyone to know about it, but you also kind of want everyone to know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So at this point, Fry tries to fall back asleep, but then whirring motors and beeping. (laughs) Like, like a truck backing up. (laughs) To which Bender's like, oh yeah, back it up, baby. It's like. Robot sex is weird. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Um.
0: And, uh, the next morning Fry wakes up to them literally doing a, uh, Bender calls it a hambone break where they Uh are singing a song about hambone, hambone.
1: Here's where I did my research. Oh, okay. Hambone is not what they did. He is singing hambone, but hambone is more of hitting, like using your hands to hit your own body to make percussive
0: noises. Oh, so like, um... Bobby McFerrin, yeah. and uh, uh, always yeah. does, and don't worry, be happy. Um,
1: I found a video that somebody had recorded on an old school video cassette in like the 90s, and then uploaded to YouTube in the current times, where this dude is like flying on this handbone, like his hands are moving way too fast.
0: Okay, so so far we've talked about Pontoffel pock, Where Are You and Hambone. How, how,
1: but Hambone had something to
0: do with the episode. I'm going to find a way to get Pontoffel Pock Where Are You into this episode. Like <laughs> it's going to it's going to come back around, you, uh-huh. just you wait.
1: Oh, I know it will. And then it and then uh, they're done with that and it's like, "Well, t- done with the Hambone break, let's get back to the bedroom. Fry is
0: later woken up by having coffee poured on him.
1: <laughs> Wake up and feel the coffee." That is the worst statement. It's it's terrible. Fry doesn't seem too too upset about the coffee, which I'm surprised about. But he turns the uh, the clock to him, and it turns out it's eleven fifty five, and late. Uh, Fry is late for work again,
0: so he goes to work, and uh, Bender is already there somehow. Yeah, and he's just given Fry a real hard time about being late. And Fry is like, well, but hold on, I'm not the last person to work. Leela's not here.
1: Apparently, Leela left because some idiot is taking her to lunch on her birthday. And then Fry realizes that some idiot is him. Professor also expects him to arrive the same time as everybody else. So, you know, a, a, a probably a normal thing for a boss a th- to say.
0: Yeah, a thing for a... Mm-hmm, bosses tend to like it yeah. when you're on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, in my experience. Yeah, me too. Even, that even, may not be a universal experience. Yeah. Show you, up to work late tomorrow. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Tweet at back to Futurama.
1: <laughs> Enjoy your Friday. Either way, at Elzar's, Leela is waiting. And then Elzar uses, <laughs> She's like pl- blows a, a party blower at at her. And she's like, here's a slice of cake. I figured it would cheer you up a notch. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's a nice callback to he sings the same birthday song they sang to mm-hmm. Nibbler. Yeah. Uh, way back in like season who yeah. or something like that i
1: i think this song is better than the the normal birthday song
0: okay now uh hold on let's discuss that why do you feel it's better than the uh original birthday song well og, I, OG birthday oj
1: birth o, o, oj birthday
0: um original jingle nice i did nailed it, it. <laughs> why do you think it's better than oj
1: birthday my name is oj birthday and i'm here to say <laughs> I'm gonna ref a little bit in a birthday way, so I I don't know. I think it just it, it you know that I well I think part of it is that before Happy Birthday became into the public domain recently mm-hmm. a couple uh, of years yeah ago, a couple of years ago, nobody could use it and but this one just the 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 melody fits better with a birthday than the okay. usual one to me that I, I don't know There's I I because it's also like there's a lot of repetition happy birthday happy birthday for to you blah blah what day is today it's birthday okay no i think that's a fair what a day for a birthday let's all and plus it ends with let's all have some cake okay no i
0: think those are pretty good um i think those are pretty good arguments to mm-hmm. be honest i wasn't expecting you to bring a whole lot to the table and then you brought it so good uh-huh. job
1: usually i do not bring it
0: also as an aside talking about how happy birthday is in the public domain for a long time. I said, if I ever won like one of those big powerball jackpots of like $400 million or something, I was going to use the money to buy the rights to happy birthday and then put it in the public domain. So I could be a national hero (laughs) and now it's in public domain. So I don't have to be the one to do that. Although it means I'm not a national hero. Yeah,
1: You lose that venue of being a national hero.
0: I'll have to find some other way to do it. I'm sure you could. I'll revive Pontofflepock. Where are you? And people will praise me for all time.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking, like, well, Steamboat Willie, no, this is better. Yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah, put
1: that in the, the public domain. No, if I could, if could, if I could get, get
0: Disney to stop extending copyright so that, like, Mickey Mouse goes into the public domain, I would be a national hero. You would
1: be, except for Disney, I suppose.
0: Uh, Disney would not enjoy. It. In fact, we're probably already sued because we used the words Disney and <laughs> Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie. That's
1: probably true.
0: Anyways, Elzar charges Leela eleven something dollars for the yeah, slice of cake. Eleven ninety five, and she accepts it. And uh, when you get stood up for your birthday. Uh-huh. And someone's like, "Here's a cake. It costs way more than it's worth." You're like, "All right, cool,
1: fine. I'm gonna eat my feelings right hit, now."
0: Hit me up with that, bro. Uh, you got it.
1: That being said, uh, Lee, when Fry does show up, uh, she's initially mad, but it was her fault for trusting her to sh- be on time for once. And then she reveals that she ate both of their lunches and slides the bill towards Fry. Uh huh. So Clever. he gets to pay that 11.95 for that that cake.
0: Also, this I've- was already a gambit she had come up with. Also, I have a question about this because she informs him that uh he had um i think she calls it the lobster pila.
1: is that is she the trying the pile to, up i believe like just a big old pile of lobster
0: i see i figured she was trying to say paella and didn't know how to say paella i don't i think
1: it's a pile up well, it could be could be that but it the, the the closed captioning which i do watch with it on did say pile up okay so it could be that it, it she, makes more sense than trying to say
0: pila by like ca- calling paella uh-huh. Pile. The
1: way I interpret it, what she ate was just a big old pile of lobster, which does not sound cheap. It does not sound cheap. <laughs> there are not many foods that
0: are cheap enough to come in piles. It's mostly Taco Bell, like a big old pile of oh, Taco Bell. Oh, a big old
1: bowl. Of t- bowl? <laughs> I don't want a bowl of Taco Bell.
0: Just a big pile of Taco Bell. Yeah. Sure, I could see that.
1: Yeah, that's only like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: A big pile of lobster cool man you got to take out a mortgage on yeah, your that, house
1: that's the gdp of some small nations exactly yeah like so not, that's that's not that's not me walking around money okay i will take lobster
0: pile up as the what she said because i was i was
1: i I rewound it and i was like what did you just say (laughs) pila what what is what is that if you have other interpretations of what leela tried to say please tweet at back to future send us your lobster pile up recipe Ooh, i bet there is actually one
0: now okay well should i google that no okay let's let's let
1: the fiction go okay sounds good so, uh, at Planet Express, Leela and Fry are using a giant Q-tip to que- clean out the ship's rooftop blaster.
0: Uh-huh. And they pull it out and it's like covered in like gunk. It, yeah. looks, it looks like earwax all up in that. And remember, this fires lasers. I have a lot of questions about what is going on here. I have a lot
1: of questions, but I do not want answers. In fact, I want the opposite of answers. I don't want the questions anymore. <laughs>
0: okay. The <laughs> <laughs> question's so bad, you don't even want the question anymore
1: exactly okay
0: so uh it is at this point fry offers to take her out to cavern on the green because he wants to make it up to leela that he accidentally stood her up on her birthday uh leela says it'll be the nicest place she's been stood up what's the nicest place you've ever been stood up
1: i don't think i've ever been stood up
0: oh look at you mr fancy pants over here
1: (laughs) i don't go on that many dates and i'm married (laughs) if my wife stands stands me up it's like what are we doing here
0: that's fair Okay, um, I'm willing to accept that as an answer. What's the nicest place you've been stood up? Um, I don't go on many dates for the opposite reason <laughs> because nobody wants to date Aww. me.
1: No, that's not true. You've got you've got girlfriend.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, we don't go on many dates. Well, that's fair. And she's never stood me up, so that's also good. Positives for both of us. We're perfect human beings, is what I just heard.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I said there are some positives. <laughs> and you you put on your bender ears right there
0: so it's at this point that uh i think is it bender that comes in bender comes in with bender comes in (laughs) saying that hedonism bot is looking to settle down but tonight he's going to throw the wildest bachelor party of all
1: time he to be specific he is marrying a nice house in the suburbs I mean, when you hedonism bot, go big or go home. go. it must be the whole house.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> more. Fry gets really excited and then he kind of tries to save yes. himself. Who
1: cares?
0: I'm going with Leela. Uh-huh. And he he says the phrase, I can throw up on a stripper anytime, but tonight I want to not throw up on you.
1: <laughs> he is a poet. Uh huh. And Leela is like, she swoons a little bit. She's like, whoa. So so Bender needs to get another wingman. And he's like, hey, professor, you're my wingman. The professor gets Hubert to, to get him his drinking teeth. I don't like them. They're basically just teeth, but with a, a straw through the middle of them. I don't like them. I kind of do.
0: I think it's funny. Okay. So when you're like 80 and you need more teeth.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, when I'm when 80, you need you need more, more teeth. teeth,
0: not when you need replacement teeth. When you just need more teeth, uh, you're gonna get. Yeah, I want to be a shark. <laughs> you're gonna get. I want another row of teeth, but with a straw in that. But
1: with a straw in
0: it, so you're a drinking shark.
1: So I can drink all my fancy coffees. There's
0: a there's some uh, story for this. Sh- like I would, I don't <laughs> know if I would watch that series, but I'd at least maybe check out the first episode.
1: Yeah. I, 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 so this is for the television arm of Back to the Futurama Industries. Right. We're, the film arm, it's doing great. We've got a ton of films in the, in the, in the
0: can, but we got to get some TV shows. Something's got to take on that BoJack Horseman, which means mm-hmm. we need something with animals who do human things okay. and are ridiculous. And I think, well, if face we- shark, the coffee drinking hipster shark is a good
1: start. But the old hipster, because it's an elderly <laughs> hipster, right? Right. He's an elderly hipster who has drinking teeth. Has drinking teeth. Yeah. See, this is this is gonna slut right in where uh where Big Bang Theory is. Okay. Cool. Right in there.
0: Gonna get ju- all the like eleven million viewers. An oh, episode. Uh, uh-huh.
1: way more than that. Uh huh. Think about how this is gonna be huge. Back to the Futurama Industries is <laughs> rising fast. That
0: sounds like a newsreel, like, uh, <laughs> back to the Futurama Industries. as an industry on the grow. <laughs> I don't, I cannot do a good uh, transatlantic voice at all. Oh boys overseas. That, that was sort of gangster. <laughs> no, got like, weird. That's why I, I just stopped. Okay. No, that's, that's legit.
1: So. I would go more gangster when I'm going mid-Atlantic.
0: So Fry gets a birthday <laughs> card where he's trying to figure out what to write in it, and then Amy informs him that it's a record your it's a it's a video recording thing, so yeah. you can record, as she puts it, your own nude video greeting.
1: Uh, he asks, "Does it have to be nude?" She's like, "I've never considered that." I also appreciate how Fry is like, "How do you spell XO?" So Fry determines that if he leaves now, records the greeting on the way, and gets some cheap cologne on the way, he'll be exactly on time hmm
0: specifically he wants to get the cologne from a magazine oh like the little ads that yeah, have yeah. The, like samples in hey, it Hey, but that
1: that's, that's 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 free cologne that's free cologne
0: so the professor interrupts to be like hey you showed up to work late so now you have to stay late we are going to test my one
1: way time machine it only goes forward so the, I, and bender is there even though he wants he wanted to go to the uh the hedonism bot mm-hmm. party yep so there it only this this time traveling machine only goes forward in time. Um, so there's no way to change history or anything like that. Um, so the test is going forward in time for one singular minute. As they start doing that, Fry starts recording
0: this video thing in the uh, in the happy birthday card uh, and he says happy birthday Leela. I'm sorry I'm gonna be one minute late because we're testing the professor's time machine. And then as he's doing this, uh, the professor like trips or something and accidentally pulls the lever way too far. Yeah. And then the uh, greeting card goes flying out the window and then they, which, why do you have an open window on a time machine? It sounds terrible. It does sound terrible, but then the, uh, the professor manages to stop it and they end up in the year 10,000 AD
1: where everything is in ruins. Mm hmm. Fry uh, Fry is lamenting that he'll be late for dinner. And the professor's like, "The f- everyone we ever knew died thousands of years ago. Yep. So, yeah. Takes
0: the pressure off a bit, don't it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fry also finds a uh, Statue of Liberty. And he's like, no, they blew it up and then the apes blew up their society too and it coats over to like this ape statue of liberty and he's like and then the birds and then a cow and then i don't know what that is like a
1: slug maybe (laughs) it's it's like i i had forgotten about the gag and i'm like oh they're gonna do okay oh oh birds cows Uh oh and then yeah i forgot about the the entirety of the gag yeah, no i did good. i
0: did too because yeah the first like okay there's a statue of liberty he's gonna make the the planet of the apes thing like and there it is okay, okay cool and Ooh. then it just keeps going with like you know apes take over then birds and then cow yeah. i'm like okay no i'm back in is yeah, this is a good joke i it, liked it. it
1: it does the thing that i really like of like recognizing what the joke is and then like sending it way out just like extrapolating extrapolating and making it longer and longer and like it comes back around at the end to be funny it's kind of the thing that gets me in tim and eric a lot okay where they they kind of like extend it and extend it and extend it and make it absurd and absurd absurd and it comes back around at the end to be funny because i find that like even if you stop finding it funny in the middle, you can f- come back around. Okay, to find for funny those listening
0: again. at home, Mike just mimed a graph of humor. huh. Um and it,
1: it goes way up. Yes, you can call me Professor Mike. I, I, I have a whole whole uh list of classes on comedy that you can take. Okay. Uh what is
0: your uh comedy one oh one class? Comedy one oh one. Okay, what is your comedy
1: one oh two class? <laughs> comedy one oh two Comedy 102, or, or how <laughs> he stopped worrying and learned to love the class.
0: Okay, <laughs> what is your uh, comedy two hundred one class?
1: Humor in context. Okay,
0: no, that seems that <laughs>
1: seems legit. Okay, um, I will two hundred two is humor out of context. Okay, they they, they it, we have a lot of paired classes at at my school of comedy. Okay, cool. I will definitely look into that mm-hmm. at some point. No, no, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> you looked in my face and lied, friend. I sure, I sure did. So, also uh, this all this posits, posits that this wasn't just a gag that I did.
0: So, uh, uh, so yeah, back in uh, thirty ten, Leela gets stood up, um, and as she is, like the waiter is just like, I see you've been stood up. So while we are waiting for your uh, supposed for date,
1: date, and with, with air quotes.
0: Uh, he explains that the formations in this cave, because like the restaurant is like actually in a cave. Yeah.
1: He Seems explains, like a pretty
0: neat restaurant to go eat. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. Uh, he explains that the rock formations were created over millions of years from just water dripping down, and it created all the like stalactites and stalagmites. And, sure. And then Elzar is there, too, because he apparently owns this restaurant.
1: Uh, he starts singing. He's like, oh, wait, aren't you that, that lady that gets stood up for lunch? And she says, shut up and bring me two dinners. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, okay, Lila, you can just order the two dinners without Fry.
0: I mean, but when it's on Fry's dime. That's true. That means she ate. I mean, I don't know if she ate breakfast, but let's assume she ate breakfast because it's the most important meal of the day. Sure. She ate five meals. I'm in on that.
1: Or or just three meals, but two of them were very large. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm into that. I like that eating plan. So And it, and it seems like it works real well for her. She has a lot of energy to kick things. She does absolutely.
0: Leela thinks that Fry went to Hedonism Bot's party mm-hmm. because where else would he have yeah. gone?
1: And and Cubert says that he he went there. So
0: and then and because th- this is as she's walking back into Planet Express, right? And then this news bulletin comes up on the TV that says that at this party, a nuclear-powered robot <laughs> stripper exploded. And then they got to Hedonism Bot's line, <laughs> which I love because he says, everywhere I looked, there were piles of bodies. And then the explosion happened.
1: It's such, it's high quality Hedonism Bot. And it's great because you only get like a few bits of Hedonism Bot, but it's wonderful.
0: Look, you only need a few bits of Hedonism it's Bot, true. if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, not Not Hedonism Bot. He wants the whole thing. Um the 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 tv show that they interrupt by the way is hypnotoad on ice which i think is very funny (laughs) which i appreciate a lot
0: now do you assume that because usually such and such on ice means that they're like skating around sure do you think hypnotoad is skating or is he just literally on ice that's the one i think
1: i think what i'm what I, i i'm picturing is you know you're watching a just a static shot of of you know hypnotoad At an ice rink. Okay. Just doing what he usually does and nothing is moving. Okay. Other than his eyes. That's all I'm saying. Do you think they need to Zamboni after a while when he's on the ice? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of heat that that hypnotode puts out because he's he's doing a lot of work to hypnotize you. So, yeah, absolutely. There's a 20-minute Zamboni break in the middle of it. Okay. No, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they all think that Fry and Bender and the Professor all died because they were at this party. Sure. Zoidberg laments that the three coworkers he liked are now dead. <laughs> it's so funny. And Leela is both sad and angry, and she's like, "Can I be both?" And uh, she's told it's what Fry would have wanted, and so she kicks the TV, and then while her foot is still in the TV, she starts crying. She just starts bawling.
1: It's 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 a good it's a good uh visual gag to me that she's like in the middle of kicking and and crying. Uh, back in the year 10,000, they're sitting around a campfire.
0: The professor is lamenting that without a backward time machine, they are stuck there. Um they also keep ragging on just how awful this place is and a bunch of people at this like camp next door are like, "Hey man, like tone it down a I'm bit." I'm just
1: I'm just trying. Um the professor then has a eureka moment because they can keep going forward until backwards time machine is invented. Mm-hmm. And then we get this
0: fun montage of uh, this song um, that starts in the year 105, 105. Yeah. And um, it's, it's
1: such a great song. I
0: think it's based on an actual song.
1: I'm, it, it feels like... Um, I was going to look it up before we recorded. It but feels like a pastiche of something else. It, fe- it feels... But it's very... The... the, the the lyrics are very much written for what you're seeing, but it has a feel of like, am I kind of like Garfunkel and Alts, maybe? Um, Yeah, sh- I mean... Wait, no. Uh, did I say the right one or did I say the parody one? Oh, you said the parody one. Garfunkel and... Simon Garfunkel. Yes. That's what I was actually going for. Not Sports Go Sports. It does not sound like Sports <laughs> Go Sports. Oh, the, the Infosphere has a whole
0: set of diagrams about uh the time travel involved in this episode
1: i love the infosphere i it's tremendous
0: um wow okay that's i mean i didn't really want any of that um (laughs) boy there there are a lot of illusions and trivia and everything uh uh in this episode it is a very dense episode it is a very dense and i episode. wasted all of the time talking about pontoffel pock where are you
1: i bet that has also has a lot of trivia as well on imdb or something or the dr seuss wiki uh, or whatever it, the infosphere-esque thing it is for dr seuss uh so the song okay is based on a
0: song called in the year 2525 Uh, which is a hit song by the American pop rock duo of Zager and Evans. I don't know if I said that right. Okay. It reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for six weeks in 1969. I see. This explains why I have not heard of this. Mm -hmm. In the year 2525 opens with an introductory verse explaining that if humanity has survived to that point, it would witness the subsequent events in that song. Uh, Subsequent verses pick up the story at one thousand and ten year intervals uh, each succeeding millennium it has become increasingly sedentary and automated machines take over all work marriage is obsolete since children are conceived in test tubes this song got <laughs> intense and thoughts are pre-programmed into pills for
1: people to consume wow okay i mean it's it's got symbol i'm uh, this must be a uh, uh wally must have taken some inspiration from this too then maybe so i could i mean i could see that like i i get that concept i find it interesting <laughs> that with without knowing anything about this song i'm uh-huh. like oh it's funny it's good it must be something and it literally is and it's like oh
0: mm-hmm. yeah no I, I looked it up before and then i sort of forgot about it but yeah mm-hmm. that's based on a real song now i want to listen to the song okay yeah, we can listen after the podcast yeah um, after we listen to the song about putting pickles into
1: the jar, how long is this, <laughs> how long is this short? Uh, I, I, 15 minutes. I mean, it's pretty short. Um, <laughs> cause, cause I, I'm getting to the point where I don't care about being on the immediate, the immediate aftermath podcast about Pontoffelpox.
0: Uh, pock where are you? How Wikipedia? How long is this? That's all I want to know. 30 minutes okay a, it's, it's a i mean it's like an episode of futurama
1: yeah thank goodness i don't have to take notes for that <laughs> so okay so
0: <laughs> anyways we're gonna be listening to a lot of different music <laughs> we've got plans. about about sentient robots and pickles in jars
1: well p- push on the pull pull and pull on the push or vice versa that that, that could be automated See, it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the year 2525. In the year
0: 2525, pickle factories
1: will be automated. To be fair, I think they're pretty well automated now. <laughs> 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 so, I don't think there's a pull-em machine in in all pickle factories, but I could be wrong. If you work at Vlasic, please do get back to future. I think that might be the narrowest cast I've I've laid with one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, except for when I keep asking the Rock, Mister <laughs> the Rock, to
0: to tweet at us. So yes, we get this montage uh, of in the year one hundred five, one hundred five, um, which, as we've just learned, is based on a real,
1: actual song. <laughs> And it's... This it's, is this is the, the detailed fact reporting that you come to Back to the Futurama for. So
0: I love this montage because, first of all, I like the song. Uh-huh. I think it's a really cool song. Mm-hmm. Second, it is a lot of fun because there's a lot of wacky stuff going on. Yeah. They get attacked by people sledding down a hill on walruses. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a moment in time where... Um, giraffes take over the world
1: uh-huh uh, and
0: humanity serves giraffes and there,
1: there is a uh in thirty-five eleven twenty. 11 uh, a mermaid tries to get their attention and then it turns out it's a a shrimp that has a mermaid lure on its head and tries to eat them mm-hmm. there's um, a lot of funny interesting stuff going and it's and this is when you know you feature has an internal logic and then here it's like the writers can just say, no, nah, this is funny.
0: Yeah, yep. giraffe took over the world. Yeah, that's great. Yep, in the so- in the year one million and a half. <laughs> which is literally just so they can rhyme it with giraffe, which yeah. I love.
1: It's a very good rhyme scheme.
0: So back in the year 3030. Planet Express is growing. Oh, yeah. Um, they point out, uh, like Hermes points out, that ever since the professor vanished... Uh, died they think mm-hmm. he died yeah ever since he died and then Leela seized control planet express has become a th- this thriving business there are dozens of planet express ships mm-hmm. uh, all taking off and landing and and the company
1: is just thriving uh, zoidberg comes in and tries to give a report and Leela informs him that he- she laid him off 20 <laughs> years ago and then he old zoidberg tries to
0: whoop out of the the room and then he's just like uh oh, these claws can't flee like they used to <laughs> i i
1: i love old zoidberg and i'm also sad for old zoidberg cuz old zoidberg he, he knows where it's going yeah it's true but you know he's still trying
0: he he every day he's scuttling <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm back okay so, um, oh boy, Leela is a bit sad though, because she's still not over the fact that Fry ditched her mm-hmm. and and died e- and exploded in a nuclear stripper explosion mm-hmm. and uh, so she's looking at this picture of her and Fry, um, and Fry is like downing a can of slurm, and then she As he does, and then she moves the picture, and then she sees Qbert also downing a can of slurm, and like. They look kind of alike because they're yeah. technically related.
1: Yes. The yes. best kind of related. <laughs> so Leela's like, hey Kubert. And Kubert's eyes go wide. Uh-huh. Just that look where he's like, huh? Like <laughs> I love it. It's very good.
0: Then we cut to the year five million. That's that's a lot of years from now. They talk to this advanced uh race of people because they say that humanity split off into two different factions. One is who they're talking to, which is this like advanced civilization of intellectuals. And then the others turned into the dumb locks <laughs> who uh, live underground and are brutish. And
1: they're literally described as stupid, vicious brutes who live underground. Mm-hmm. And this good. is good.
0: This is a, a, an allusion to, I want to say, um, the time machine. Cause like okay. he, he goes into the future and then there's the Morlocks and yeah, that's probably I true. I think it was, I think it was just called the time. Like,
1: yeah, that's the HG Wells. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of the terrible movie adaptations of that. Aha. Uh-huh. yeah Morlocks are a fi- fictional species
0: created by HG Wells for his 1895 novel, the time machine. I knew a thing
1: hey, for once. Stop adding us about not knowing things. <laughs> we do sometimes. Very occasionally, very rarely, particularly
0: if it's about the process for putting pickles into jars. (laughs) I'm on a quest now, I'm gonna keep bringing this up. So, uh, the late Philip J. Fry, or how did you get those pickles in that jar? So, the this advanced uh species of human is like, Oh, so you're looking for a backwards time machine. So uh, we could we could perfect that technology in like five years. And so the professor is like, cool, see you in five. Uses the machine to go forward five years. And then uh, the dumb locks have taken over.
1: I, I, The gag is very good to me. I love it. Just it's the, very good. Just the, okay, see you in five. And then <laughs> the way that Bender like leans out with his arm out of the window being like, so where's that time machine? And he doesn't even notice that the dumb locks have taken over very good to me
0: then they go to the year 10 million where the machines have rebelled and they won't stop
1: until every human is dead uh bender wants to kind of stay here and make a house next to the giant mountain of skulls Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know you know what they say
0: about real estate location location pile of skulls (laughs)
1: that is you know what when i was uh looking at buying a house that's exactly what my realtor said it's a very common thing very common yeah. mm-hmm. we chose against the one next to the giant mountain of skulls but i mean it, it, it was Port very expensive Lend, you
0: can't you just can't afford a place next
1: to the pile uh-huh. of skulls i'm i'm hoping someday to to have enough uh house equity to be able to move next to the mountain of skulls but that you also there's not everybody can live next to the mountain of skulls mm-hmm. it's so tough. they leave as one
0: does when humanity is under the threat of total annihilation from robots mm-hmm. and bender gets really upset because yeah. he's like that place was really awesome did you even see blood
1: lake like <laughs> so good so but they end up going to the year 50 million where it's all just kind of beautiful women in bikinis. Who st- who like also future bikinis fut- like
0: weird futuristic bikinis
1: Fu- weird futuristic bikinis who study the time travel enigma and do have a backwards time machine hmm but first they want to feast and
0: uh f- a, a fertility feast they want to do a fertility feast yeah and then uh you know get it on because men are so rare that uh-huh. even the old and the stupid are very prized here
1: and both both the professor and fry are like, hey those are that's me."
0: Fry's specific wording is, I could eat and fertilize.
1: It's it's a challenging sentence. It's a very challenging <laughs> sentence. Uh, but Bender, as still angry about leaving the robot war, moves them forward in time.
0: And then they all like fight in the time machine for a bit. Um, and um, I don't remember exactly in what context Fry says it, uh, but I have that he he says somewhere sometime leela is waiting for me
1: i like that sentiment then
0: they stop the time machine after they've fought and they end up in the year one billion they have
1: a good feeling about this and then they walk out onto the earth and it's completely burned out and everything's dead
0: yep the professor does a scan and all life has been extinguished and uh yeah the the earth is just dead
1: uh fry is like we can keep going forward but Earth is dead, and it's it's the end of all things. So Fry kind of goes for a sad walk. I also described it as a sad walk. Because it's a sad walk. It's a very sad walk.
0: And he goes to where the cavern on the green was. And uh, he walks in, and he's like, I made it. Sorry, I'm a billion years late. And then he sees um, the stalactites, stalagmites. There you go. Because they're on the gr- helpful, Helpful mnemonic, stalactites are on the ceiling because they've got a c in the name stalagmites are on the ground Mm -hmm. because they have a g in them another now you know
1: another thing another thing that i remembered is that they have to hold tight stalactite
0: aha see now you've got a couple of ways to remember stalactites
1: and stalagmites
0: uh but yeah so he sees some stalagmites on the ground um that you can only see at this point it looks
1: like it starts out saying deer fry Mm -hmm. and he's like (gasps) oh As one would. Yeah, when when you see a message for yourself in the year, well, I'm sorry, 1 billion? 1 billion. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I would also gasp at least a little bit. Uh so then it sort of fades back to the year
0: 3050 where Amy is a sex robot.
1: <laughs> I just wasn't expecting going right there. Uh-huh. I don't know why. <laughs> um but that the the reason we know Amy is now a sex bot is that Uh, first off planet express is an empire oh yeah tons of ships and tons of of a big huge headquarters uh leela sees cubert and tells him to get lost saying that he'll get his alimony check but cubert is just there to see amy who is now a sex robot Mm -hmm. and hermes is a head in a jar on a pogo stick which is great it's a great visual i love it
0: and then uh as they're talking this birthday card flies out of nowhere like you see this brief glimpse of this time machine yeah it kind of blinks into existence for a and moment. then the card flies out hits leela in the
1: head and like she, knocks her over like, oh yeah i that card had a lot of momentum
0: uh-huh the ton of kinetic energy yeah right exactly there. yeah and so yeah she she's like what's this and then she opens it up and sees this message where fry says you know we're testing the professor's dumb time machine. I'm um, only going to be a little bit late. And then she sees them, you know, the professor screw up and go too fast. And then literally sees the card, like fly into the back of her head.
1: <laughs> I love that. It's such a good, it's a, it's so good to just continue the bit until it's like literally hit. Uh-huh. Her.
0: And then, so now at this point she knows that a, she wasn't ditched for the uh, stripper explosion party. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Uh, not being there wasn't his fault it wasn't his fault and that he didn't die he just went way into the future Mm -hmm. and um but she's been holding on to this anger for all this time so she now has to grapple with that uh uh-huh and then so she goes to she the, also goes on a sad walk she also yeah exactly Very, very sad walks in this episode she goes out to the cavern on the green and as she's walking like everyone is on these weird like oh
1: yeah it's very good i
0: don't even know how to describe it that are like, like penny
1: farthings but like lit up
0: like and like pink and like bright colors and yeah i don't even know how to describe it, it. they're great they're I very good it's and, so good.
1: I love. Oh, this is so good.
0: Uh huh. The little details yeah. on this episode is very good. So she goes to where the cavern on the green was. Uh, the restaurant has been closed down. It's it's empty. Like uh, there are still like tables and stuff, but it's all been abandoned. Yeah. And uh, she takes out a laser pistol and starts shooting into the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the year one billion. Where we find that, sh- uh, well, we get sort of like a time lapse of yeah. like the water dripping down and then it forms these stalagmites and it spells out. God, I wrote it down. I, I, I've got it? it too. Perfect. If you-
1: Dear Fry, our time together was short, but it was the best time of my life, Leela. And um, You can only be so, you have to be concise when you're writing a message via a gun.
0: It's it's very true. <laughs> a, a billion year old message via gun. Yeah. And then, uh, so Fry walks back and he's like, what do you say the three of us grab a six pack and watch the universe end? And Bender is like, that's basically what I do every day. <laughs> and in 2018, I know that feel. <laughs> I know that feel
1: a lot, Bender. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. It's too real. Too real. So they see the sun expand, destroying the earth, and then the sun collapses upon itself in a supernova. And they also see a lot of other stars go supernova in some kind of fancy fireworks show.
0: And then they see all of the stars and everything expand out so that all that are left in is blackness. Mm-hmm. And then the professor says, by now, the last proton should be decaying. Uh,
1: before before they see everything like expand out, Fry's like, what was the purpose of life? And <laughs> professor's like, who knows? Probably some hogwash about the human spirit.
0: And all three of them are like, yeah, that sounds even, about right. even Bender's like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> and then um, so they're all like, OK, well, what do we do now? Like literally everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Should we like talk? No. Nah. And then at that point, they see this Big Bang. Huh. Weird. And then they see the universe being created and like everything's being created all around them. And it turns out that time
1: is cyclical. Sure is. And uh, this universe is exactly identical to the old one. They just need to keep going forward in time to the point that they left.
0: Yep. And so they see uh, the Earth come into existence. They see life walk mm-hmm. onto land. They see the moon form. They uh, Fry misses the dinosaurs because he's busy trying to get another beer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the professor slows down to shoot Hitler. Good choice. Good choice. And then uh, as the professor is... Well, the thing the thing that I really enjoy is that as he's easing in for that landing, you see a bunch of clips of the uh, the meeting room in Planet Express mm-hmm. where like... Older episodes are happening. Uh-huh. So you see like a, a shot of them going to... Uh, or talking about going to Vertigon 6. And you yeah. see... Business uh, guy. Uh, business guy and Fry like fly in on the, the hover chairs and, you know the freedom oy dance uh-huh so like all these little clips and i'm like that's a good yeah, callback that's good and like, it, that's really clever and
1: a little bit before that you also see basically what fry saw in the cry, cryo tube where the uh-huh. aliens attack and etcetera multiple uh-huh. times but you see everything get built up around this time machine which is which is really really inventive to uh-huh me.
0: they even they even go so far as to like there's a clip where you see leela crash into the planet express building Mm -hmm. because that's the episode with the iphone like they're even pulling stuff in from like
1: this season they've i you could even see i think the professor or fry come in as the pope of the of eva Uh, uh which i i liked as well yeah so it's all just super it's it's really good it's it's, really clever. it stays within the the chronology of the show which i really Mm -hmm. like
0: and then so as the professor is trying to bring it in for a landing he trips again and then they have to go all through the whole thing again Uh uh-huh
1: bender says give me the keys magoo
0: and then uh so funny so they watch the universe get destroyed again loop
1: back around uh-huh. this time the professor doesn't stop to kill hitler and accidentally gets eleanor roosevelt which okay
0: yeah it's weird i don't i don't know that's,
1: i can't even tell if that's a joke
0: they've got some weird thing against eleanor roosevelt because when the when zap put his hand on the thing in that episode oh yeah they were like welcome mrs roosevelt like huh. He, they've got a weird thing with Eleanor Roosevelt, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. Um, but uh, they bring it back in for a landing, and then they stop right as the this universe's Professor Bender and Fry are about to get into the time machine. Mm-hmm. Turns out that this universe is about 10 feet lower than the other one, and so it falls and crushes the, the uh, originals in this universe, the originals for this universe to mm-hmm. death. Well, that takes care of the time travel paradox. Then Fry manages to get to Cavern on
1: the Green just in time, mm-hmm. and and says, "Oh, it's the old Fry that was always late. He's dead now."
0: This is very clever. It's
1: very good. After dinner, they are holding hand. Uh, Fry and Leela are holding hands on a bridge in a park, um, looking at the night stars. Under them, Bender is digging a hole to bury the the duplicates. Mm-hmm. Fry is like, "Sorry,
0: I had a card for you, but I think I lost it." she's like it's okay i don't really like cards but what i'll remember is our time together and then it ends on that touching moment while you watch bender dig a grave for doubles
1: it's very funny he's not looking down at the grave he's just like staring straight ahead which is very disconcerting if you look at it again he
0: is such a pro at digging graves he does not need to look at what he's doing
1: that's i i would believe that
0: so uh and yeah that's where the episode ends and that means that it's time for grades Yeah. I really like this episode. It's, it's so good. So like last week, you know, like I said, you get sort of that touching bit at the end. Um, this one is, feels a little bit more free to like really explore that, that touching moment. I mean, like Fry feeling really bad about having left Leela and then Leela discovering that it wasn't Fry's fault. And then like that, that shooting the message into the the ceiling thing. Like that's sure. all very good. But then just the jokes in this episode are so good. And the callbacks and everything about this episode is phenomenal. Um, I really, really enjoy this episode. Um, I don't know that I really have anything bad to say about mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm no question about it. Uh, I'm going to give it an A, like just straight okay. up. So good.
1: Okay, I'm gonna start my review with the Stacy grade on this one. My my wife. Okay. Um, she ha- her scale is Stacy thumb up approval. So that's a smile and a thumbs up. Okay. A that's yeah, a future drama episode, which is kind of like a meh kind of thing with a shrug or whatever. And then what did I just watch? So like like a really sad face. This one got the Stacy thumbs up approval. Okay. So she a smile, it. a smile and a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. It's good. As for me, I have really nothing to add. Like I, I, I think that last week was a little bit sneakier with its how it make you f- feel. It wasn't uh-huh. straightforward with it. This one is incredibly straightforward, and it like not not just gives you the feelings, but like analyzes them a little bit. Like how do you react when you're stood up and you think the person's dead, and then actually they're not dead, but they're unreachable it happens to the
0: best of us I mean like it happened it's happened to everybody
1: without the time travel thing it can happen like circumstances what have you but like a a lot of what I like about Futurama when it comes to that kind of emotional moment is like putting yourself in that situation and like seeing them react in a similar way to you I think really makes that powerful to me and I think it does that this episode is fantastic for that the jokes are fantastic as well I would agree I think it would be an A. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can't quite tell if it should be up in that A plus territory because it's very right. good. I, I was sort of feeling that same thing where
0: it's like, I don't quite think it's an A plus, but I also have a hard time not giving it an A plus because I don't know what else it could do to get that yeah. A plus. And at that point, I'm like, is that just an A plus?
1: I, th- I so think it's like
0: it's right on that border. Uh,
1: for me, I'm going to go ahead and give it an A plus. I think it is. It's very it's one of the best episodes of Futurama, regardless of era or who, you know, what it was aired on or whatever. I think it's one of the best for me. Okay, great.
0: Uh, we also want to know what you all think, if you agree with us, or if you want to let me know about how you feel about Pontoffel where are you, and putting pickles into the jar by pulling on the pull em and pushing on the push them, and then the pickles go into the jar. Sure,
1: yeah, that's where they go
0: hell let me know if you've seen <laughs> this movie before or this short before because okay. again i lived i lived into my 30s before realizing there was another human being on the planet <laughs> other than my siblings who had ever watched Pock. where are you um i'm
1: gonna have to watch this i'm very excited <laughs> but also terrified <laughs> yeah just let us know what
0: you have to have to say about anything we talked about on this episode. I don't remember most of it, yeah other than constantly trying to bring up pickles going into <laughs> jars,
1: yeah, I could tell you were you were coming for those, so you, you there are a lot of ways to contact us
0: you can do that by emailing us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com
1: you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we are on apple Podcasts and spotify so find us there review us rate us subscribe and send to your friends and then then we can all figure out if we like pontofflepock or not
0: (laughs) and uh of course we are on patreon so if you want to shoot us a couple of bucks uh, that's cool um that's at patreon.com slash back to futurama if not that is also cool too yeah we, we lo- totally
1: understand and we love you regardless because you came to the end of this one with all the discussion about pickles and jars you made it you listened to me talk about pontoffel pock where are you <laughs> way more than i
0: have ever talked to another human being about pontoffel Pac, where and, are you and
1: now you're rewarded by almost being done with this and can delete it forever
0: yeah, I think, I don't know that there's anything else I can add. I think we've done enough. I, uh, uh-huh, yeah, you could say that. And I did. So until next time, I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Mike. Uh-huh. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. In the year 25, 25, 25, the backwards time machine still won't have a ride. In all the world, there's only one technology. A rusty sword for practicing proctology.